0: Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and healthier people. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a technique, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you with your practice of self-inquiry. So, here we go. is it going? Welcome to Being Better podcast. Hello all new listeners and long-time listeners. Uh, this is Being Better, this is the perfect place to learn about happiness and health, which for me are the true measures of productivity. I hope you're having a marvelous day, but it's okay if you're not and if everything pisses you off and you shouted at someone who was just chewing a bit too loud and yeah definitely been there done that and you know sometimes just our emotions and our instincts just get better of us and actually this episode is going to be about all of that so stay tuned but before I talk about that I want to recommend you something that you can read or or watch that will brighten your week so today my recommendation for you will be the documentary human nature which is on Netflix I think I recently rewatched it, I think I watched it in the past, like just a part of it, but it's basically a documentary about CRISPR, uh, which is this gene editing method, and it's an extremely gripping story, um, and this documentary is kind of this mix of science and hard personal stories of people it gives the audience a front row seat to a technological revolution that I don't know could reshape our planet and humanity in itself if you think about it because CRISPR is it has so much potential like we can really change the world for the better and stop cancer and AIDS and and heart disease and and every disease basically but also it can lead to you know developing a super race of humans so it's kind of scary Uh, but the documentary really addresses that and i think um, it really opens your eyes and explains really well how also CRISPR works because this is um, something that is not exactly um, easy to understand I would say I mean it's a gene editing tool that is based on bacteria's ability to protect um, from viruses and a lot of biology is involved in that, as you may expect, but um, the documentary explains that really well. So I'm going to link that in the episode description for you um, to watch if you want to. And that's going to be my recommendation. And now let's move on to, like I said, our instincts. This episode is about humans and the way our bodies and mind are designed. We will dive deep into some evolutionary and anthropological facts to answer the question, why do we struggle with happiness? Why do we love gossip? Why do we feel like nobody likes us? And why do we crave social validation? Why are we so lazy? Why we keep procrastinating? Why are we so judgy and filled with prejudice? So, you know, on that happy note, let's jump right into that. So first, let me give you a brief summary of basically the history of humans. So our species is called Homo sapiens, as you might know. It's been around for about 300,000 or 200,000 years. And even though for the last 100,000 years, it's been the only human species, we have had many cousins or brothers, which were other representative of the genus Homo, starting with Homo erectus uh, that appeared around 2 million years ago. So the reason Homo sapiens are now the only species of men is because of A, the interbreeding with other species and B, massive genocide of the other ones. So yeah, tolerance has never really been a trademark of sapiens, um, but yeah, now we are the only one, and we evolved through being hunter-gatherers that formed tribes and were trying to catch smaller animals while not being eaten by larger ones, and our ability to think and speak about things that are not real, things we haven't seen, touched, or smelled, but we still can talk about them, that allowed us to communicate better and work together more efficiently. And when you think about it, there isn't anything particularly special about a human being by itself. It's only when you take a couple of them and let them interact that you can notice any sort of strength or incredible ability. But the common view uh, that probably comes from the fact that, you know, for about 100,000 years, Homo sapiens has been the only human species. The common view is that humans are amazing, that we have these great advantages over other animals and, you know, we are the chosen one, so to speak. And whether or not that is true, I think this notion can actually be more harmful than many would think. I mean, because of thinking like that, we create these high expectations for ourselves and hold ourselves to this idea of this virtuous, educated, healthy, happy, kind and hardworking people. But the thing is, from an evolutionary and anthropological standpoint, that is simply not the case for human beings because of the way we are designed. And this is what I want to talk about today. So first, let's take a look at happiness. One of the most common misconceptions about happiness is that this is how you should be feeling all the time, and that the default state of a healthy person that has it figured out is joy, and that is just simply impossible with the way our brain is designed. Our mind, the mind of a hunter-gatherer, is not wired for happiness, but for survival. And because of that, we will always crave more food and more possessions and more social validation. And the way the brain works is that when you don't get these things, you feel down, you feel sad, anxious and jealous and all those nasty feelings. So you have to remember that happiness is just a side effect of evolution. It's a side effect of nature finding a way to motivate us to eat and motivate us to procreate. These things need to be rewarding because otherwise we wouldn't do them. And the same goes with uh, also the negativity bias that I was talking about in one of the previous episodes. It's only reasonable that the mind wants to focus more on the things that it fears or that make it angry than on the things that, I don't know, make it giggle. When our ancestors were on the savannah, they needed to put more attention to the possibility of a lion jumping out of a berry bush, uh, than on how great the berries taste. So yeah, when you think about the way the human brain evolved, and actually any brain for that matter, you realize that happiness, it's not a useful or not even a necessary part of our experience. And a similar thing applies to our lack of confidence. We are a truly... Anxious species, and this feeling is universal for all people. I swear to you, don't feel like you are the only anxious person. Everyone is anxious about something. We are all so anxious about not being liked enough, or about not being likable, or about losing the things that we have, or about losing the people that we have in our lives. And again, there is a simple evolutionary reason uh, for that, which is our sudden transformation into the most powerful animal on the planet. So you have to remember that Homo sapiens position in the food chain was um, until quite recently solidly in the middle. For millions of years, humans hunted smaller creatures and gathered what they could, all the while being hunted by larger predators. It was only 400,000 years ago uh, that several species of men began to hunt larger animals. And only in the last 100,000 years did man jump to the top of the food chain. And that jump had enormous consequences. Because... When you think about other animals at the top of the pyramid, such as lions and sharks, um, they evolved into that position very gradually, over millions of years. And this enabled the ecosystem to make changes and balances that prevent lions and sharks from wrecking too much mayhem. As lions became deadlier, so gazelles evolved to run faster, hyenas to cooperate better and rhinos to be more bad-tempered. And in contrast, humankind ascended to the top so quickly that the ecosystem was not given time to adjust. And more than that, humans themselves failed to adjust. Most top predators on the planet are these majestic creatures. Millions of years of dominion have filled them with this kind of self-confidence. But humans, by contrast, um, are more like the banana republic dictator, having so recently been, you know, one of the underdogs of the savannah. We are all just full of fears and anxieties over our position uh, and that makes us cruel and dangerous. And if you think about it, this anxiety and insecurity has been one of the biggest drivers of different wars and historical calamities. I think had the white colonialists uh, been more confident about their position, they wouldn't feel the need to oppress and discriminate against the native cultures and their religions. And that led to horrible genocide and many catastrophes. And the simple reason is that we are so anxious. And another big thing that we need to realize about human nature is about procrastination. I mean, I don't know a single person who doesn't struggle with it. I hear so many people, my friends and me and people online saying that, oh my God, I just can't get to work. And everyone feels like something is wrong with them because uh, they just, yeah, they can't seem to work and all they want to do is sleep and eat a whole pint of ice cream. And again, been there, done that, I think like even a week ago. Uh, But again, what you need to keep in mind is that our whole body is designed for energy conservation and not for productivity your whole instinct is based on the need for survival and so the things that you will crave the most in the world is high calorie foods and high fat foods and sleep occasionally when those needs are met you're gonna also want sex but that's secondary and i think we often don't give ourselves enough credit for how much we are able to ignore those instincts. I mean, it is truly amazing for me uh, that with this kind of access to food uh, that we have these days, when your fridge is filled with food and it's like everywhere you go, you have access to amazing dishes. I'm, I think that's truly amazing that we are not eating 24-7. And I'm not even going to mention people that are going on restrictive diets or running ultra marathons. It is truly incredible that we are able to resist those instincts. So if you ever feel like you are not productive enough, which I think we all feel because you only work eight hours a day and then you come back and you just want to sleep. I think you just need to remind yourself that It's already an incredible achievement considering uh, that big part of our nature. And apart from being naturally lazy, we humans evolved to be incredible gossipers. Because, you know, we as humans, we spend a great deal of time talking to each other. And most of this time is also spent talking about each other. Approximately 65% of our conversations focus on social topics. And given the amount of time we spend on all that gossip, it seems that it must serve an important function, right? So yeah, it does. Gossip, according to anthropologist Robin Dunbar, is what allows humans to maintain social coherence in very large groups. And the selective pressure to do so is what drove us to evolve language in the first place. So according to this theory, uh, before humans learned to gossip, something else must have kept our group together. And the likeliest candidate is probably the mechanism that is still employed in other uh, primates, which is grooming, um, which, you know, keeps the individuals clean, but it also serves this important function uh, that is uh, that it allows group hierarchies to be established and maintained, uh, or it allows alliances to be formed and apologies to be made Um, but as human groups grew larger and the need for hunting and gathering expanded less time could be devoted to grooming and this is when language came in handy and I think not a lot of people realize this but language evolved as a way of gossiping you know like grooming it is a social activity that allows us to display selective interest in other individuals and it strengthens these relationships but it also has a number of advantages uh, over grooming which yeah surprise surprise you know um gossiping can involve more than two participants which is useful and it allows individuals to exchange social information so they can learn about events they did not see themselves. So these new linguistic skills that humans acquired about 70,000 years ago enabled them to gossip for hours on end, like they do in the Gossip Girl. <laughs> so reliable information about who could be trusted and meant that small bands could expand into larger bands and humans could develop tighter and more sophisticated types of cooperation. And I know that this Gossip 3 might sound like a joke but actually numerous studies support it and i i think even today the vast majority of human communication um whether in the form of um, messages or emails and texts or phone calls or newspaper columns or tiktok i think most of that is just gossip it comes so naturally to us that it seems as if our language evolved for this purpose and i I personally think that it might have. You know, gossip usually focuses on wrongdoings, you know, these rumor mongers are the original fourth estate, you know, these journalists who inform society about cheats and freeloaders and thus protect it. And this is not good and this is not bad um but there is no point in pretending that this isn't the case and that this isn't an inherent part of human nature we are gossipers and there's nothing particularly good or bad about that and also i think a similar thing that we can learn about you know human nature and these evolutionary factors that affect it, um, is our tendency to judge and typecast and put people into boxes. Because we all do it. I mean, whether or not we should judge a book by its cover, we do. I mean, men with faces that more closely resemble children are less likely to be convicted in a court law uh, than men who look more masculine. And yet baby-faced men are more likely to be convicted of negligence. You know, psychologists have studied this and they have determined that within a tenth of a second, not even a second, but within the fraction of a second of a, of seeing a person for the first time, we have already made a series of judgments, not just about how attractive they are, but also about how trustworthy they are, how assertive they are, uh, how funny they're going to be, how kind they're going to be. It's, again, it's just evolution. We are built to make these snap judgments about each other uh, because at some point in history it was necessary for our survival to do so. Because these assumptions are, in some degree, um, please notice the emphasis on some degree, But it is in some degree based on reality. Uh, For example, aggressive men tend to have wider faces because they just had more testosterone in their system when they were growing up. For some reason, gay men are three times more likely to have counterclockwise hair whirls, And that is just weird. And people with larger width to height face ratios are usually more dominant for some reason. We have those little... Um, correlations whether they are true or not we use them and all mammals must figure out whether organisms are likely to harm them so we do it you know doing so quickly um, has significant advantages i mean the cost of making a mistake could result in death but overestimating a danger is relatively cost-free. I mean, it could cost you a little anxiety or missing out on a potential uh, friendship, but other than that, it is cost-free. So that's why we make this these snap judgments. It's just useful. So even if there is only a small chance of being attacked, overestimating the relationship between the facial width to height ratio uh, and danger could be a lifesaver so because of uh, these assumptions that we make in just a fraction of a second um, these days in the quote-unquote modern times not only do we process these signals uh, that we get but we also put a lot of effort into the signals that we put out there Knowing all of this because we all know it. Like, don't pretend that you didn't know that you are a judgy person. And I am a judgy person too, by the way. Uh, but knowing all of this, we build even more signals into the way we style our hair, the shoes that we wear, the socks, the clothes, the tattoos, piercings, um, your Instagram bio, uh, the songs that you listen, all those signals we really put a lot of effort in them because it's like, it's all a way to give cultural cues about what kind of a person we are and we want to find our tribe and we want to be accepted and we don't want to be excluded and that's just as simple as that. So... Yeah, I want to kind of conclude all of this because this episode has been a bit all over the place. I want to explain why I am saying all of this because I presume that some of you might be thinking that I'm saying that humans are inherently bad and lazy and judgy and anxious and and all that and I'm not saying that. I mean, well, maybe kind of I am um, but the thing that I want you to get out of this episode is that we are not in any way special or superior and at the end of the day we are just animals animals that just want to survive and because of basically a series of coincidences, we evolved into very smart animals and we have it great now we have most of us actually not all of us but most of us have access to food to shelter to water to love to being a part of a tribe. And because we are not directly exposed to danger these days, we sometimes forget that this is still a part of our nature. And sometimes we try to fight it, and it's very painful. For example, let's take productivity. All of us want to be very productive, and all of us, you know, have a lot of guilt about just wanting to sleep and eat. But the thing is, it's natural and I'm not saying that you should give into those instincts. I'm not saying that you should not be happy because this is not what your brain is designed to do. I'm not saying that you should be a gossiping bitch. I'm just saying that there's no point in pretending that we are not this sort of an animal. And I think the knowledge that this is the case can actually help us improve and find better mechanisms of overcoming these instincts and doing what we want to do. Because apart from that human nature, we also have something else there. I mean, I do not believe that I am my thoughts. I do not believe that I am my mind. There is something else in me that allows me to... Be productive when I don't feel like it, and to help others over this first instinct to just save myself. We have that, and I think this is incredible. But the knowledge that inherently we're not these virtuous beings, creatures that just want to, that are just joyful and want to help, I think this is actually incredibly helpful. And I think we need to give ourselves more credit and sometimes just treat ourselves better. I mean, it's completely okay if sometimes you are not happy. It's completely okay if sometimes you are not productive. Those things are not the point of your existence. The point of your existence is just to exist. It's just to survive. And if you do that, you have succeeded. So I think we kind of need to lower our expectations a bit when it comes to what is the meaning of a healthy, successful person. Because basically, if you wake up, do a bit of work, then sit and notice the sun rising, then you spend some time with your partner, your friends, your loved ones, then you come back and do a bit of work, then you feel like you don't want to do it anymore. Maybe you just, you know, eat a pint of ice cream. I think that's amazing and for me that's a successful person because you are not giving into those instincts completely. You are keeping a balance. You are a happy person probably. And I think if if that was the threshold that we all put ourselves uh, when it comes to what it is to be yeah, successful, happy, a good person um, I think then life would be easier. And I think reminding ourselves that we are just animals, that we are just these weird apes, these monkeys living um, on this weird rock in the middle of the universe, then we can remind ourselves to just cut ourselves some slack. Like it's not important to work. Money is not real. Corporations are not real. Those are just things that we... Invented, I don't know, I think I'm getting kind of philosophical here, but I think it's very important to write remind remind ourselves that there's nothing special about us, and I think also when we remind ourselves that there's nothing special about us, we can treat the planet and other animals better because then we remind ourselves that well, actually, there is not a lot of superiority in here, and actually, I am no better. ...than my dog, even though I can communicate in a more sophisticated way and maybe work together with other humans. You know, I am not not faster than most animals on the planet. I am not really great on my own, but when I work together, I suddenly can become very powerful. And maybe this could be like a wake-up call for all of us to work together to realize that we are powerful when we are together and use that power for good for you know healing the planet fighting climate change for working towards you know being healthier happier wiser you know Uh, this is the point of the show Um, I think I sort of went tangential here and I'm gonna end the episode here I'm not gonna have I mean my insight of the week is going to be that I actually have COVID and it's not been great and my insight is that not being able to taste your food freaking sucks and I feel like I'm eating cardboard and I'm struggling um, to kind of find things that I'm grateful for in my daily practice but it's a great practice I think especially in times like this when I'm quarantining and um, actually when I had plans to travel with friends I cannot do it I think probably you can tell in my voice that I am not exactly able to do that so you know yeah my insight also of the week is that I've been reminding myself that i am just this animal and i need to kind of lower my expectations when it comes to you know what it means to what things get me make me happy and my biggest problem should not be if i can go out with my friend um to travel my biggest you know problem should be that survival and I am surviving and I'm sick with this deadly virus and I'm actually thriving and I'm just sitting in my home and I have access to food even though it doesn't taste like anything I have access to that and I think reminding myself that I am just this ape is very helpful I hope that this episode did that to you too i'm sorry that it was a bit all over the place i hope that you are feeling great today and that you are safe out there um and i want to tell you that your smile makes everything better it makes the world seem like a brighter better place so smile for me for yourself and for the people around you i love you and i'll speak to you in the next episode produced by Julia Spoor. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description or by just searching Being Better Podcast. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one and the best one is just to tell your friends and your family about the show, tell them why you enjoy it and why they might enjoy it as well. Another way to support us is to write a review, rate and subscribe to the podcast because that helps with the algorithm and that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you very, very soon.